Emily Lloyd Zaney, are you there? Are you there, Emily? Will you ever be there? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right here. Emily! <laughs> <laughs> Emily Young Brophy. I mean, I've been asking for weeks, are you there? <laughs> On my very oh. own podcast. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Bitch is going there straight away. She's going there. <laughs> you can listen to my solo podcast. <laughs> Outrageous. There is no uh- one. Outrageous. I promise there is not one. <laughs> uh, listen to my solo podcast where I cry staring at a wall. <laughs> Listening to in white noise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good to oh. hear and see you via Zoom, mate. And I don't say that about oh. Zoom at all anymore. I know. And it's so good to hear and almost see you through the smeary lens oh. of your camera. I cleaned it. Did I say this already? I cleaned it with an antibacterial wipe. That is not the same thing as a screen wipe. You live and learn and you don't get it fixed. She looks like um, a 1930s um, screen star who's just aged out of out of the ingenue stage, who's smeared, who smeared Vaseline onto the screen. I've, I've put some nice pyjamas on. <laughs> I've put my nice pyjamas on. They are really nice. Oh, good. I just turned just turned down my mic because I was feeling a bit a bit boomy. A bit bolshy. I was going to say I look how I feel, but then you set me up to look like a out of the ingenue thing. And I thought, well, that sounds like I'm up my own ass now. You look glorious. Oh, thanks, babe. Thank oh. you. Oh, hi. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to see you. The thing about all the guests we've had, they're all yeah. amazing. But the only trouble is, they're not you, Emily. Oh, God. There's, do you know what? I've met a lot of people Ugh. in my time. And I'm always like, what is it about this person? And it's that they're not me. <laughs> fuck yourself. Just doesn't quite sit Go right with me. yourself. <laughs> You're a terrible uh, human being. Just I got a, a hit of sadness then when I just said I've met a lot of people. And then I thought, I haven't seen anyone in so yeah, long. I was like, when? When have you met these people? Yeah. Why lie? Why lie to me? I know. So we are back with a a bloody film. A bloody film. Yeah, bloody film. I I should just say really quickly (gasps) that this is still legit. And we're here in a dark time to go, oh, you thought this was nice and comforting, was it? Well, it's (laughs) not. You don't get to enjoy anything. (laughs) You saw this for 99p to rent on Prime and you thought, I'll watch that feel good thing. Well, Anna and Emily here to tear it down. (laughs) Em, do you want to tell the listeners what the... What the film is? Oh, I completely forgot. Oh my do you know God. what is? I haven't also... been with you for so long that I forgot that this was part of it. Do you know what is so great though? Because I'm, I, you know, I feel like I'm sort of the more in host mode because I've yeah, been okay. a bit more yeah. practice. But what I don't have to do is fucking intro you, and I think I've made it really clear how shit I am at introing other guests. I'm always like, ah, oh. what have you done? <laughs> Just <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> Intro yourself. Um, yeah, so I've done a terrible job of that, and I don't think I've given enough um, props to the amazing guests that we. I think have you do had. a great job. Well, thanks. Of making me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> go fuck yourself. Uh, um, yeah, go on, go on. Okay. Go on, mate. So Mel Gibson plays a guy called Nick, who is a real piece of shit. Hang on, um, hang on, hang on, hang on. He's stop. a man's man. Stop! Stop right there. Oh. Have you said what the film is? 
guess. <laughs> it's, it's water world. <laughs> no, okay. We are we are now. Uh, it is what women want. What what women want? What what? <laughs> oh fuck! I forgot how to speak. We are casting our eye onto what women want. A film where Mel Gibson plays a guy called Nick who has grown up uh, to be a man's man. Mm. Uh, apparently because he was brought up around lots of showgirls and in so that many things to say about and so that. many he's very good at getting into women's pants but not very good at knowing what they actually want not getting into their minds not getting into their minds um he works in advertising and his uh he's he's expecting a promotion and actually it goes to oh my god a woman they need Ugh, a woman because a women woman need advertising too and so that's his rival and he just can't get into the mind of women so his job is threatened well it's taken from him actually Uh, his job is threatened and then whilst trying to get into the mind of a woman through many sexist endeavors he slips and falls into the bath electrocutes himself doesn't die but can hear women's thoughts so from then on in the film he can hear what women are thinking all the time and therefore gains an insight, a a real insight into what women really want. And and he uses that power to steal, manipulate and gaslight the woman he's falling in love with into losing her job. Oh, and still lie to a load of people along the way. Yeah, and um, sorry, that that was slightly judgmental, wasn't it? No, I'm in. Um, yeah, he, he kind of robs her her kind of creative thoughts before she's spoken them. and then Which she absolutely loves. And then forces, you know, essentially forces her out of her job. And in the end, they end up together because that makes sense. That's what women want. <laughs> That's what I want. Well, that was very good, Emily. I was impressed. Did you like it? Yeah. I wish that in the blurb for the film on Amazon, they say, and he uses their ideas to steal, manipulate and gaslight them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm in. Let me watch. (laughs) It should do. Okay. Well, is it worth us talking now about feelings about the film from days gone by? Because I definitely remember this film. Yeah, I remember it. I don't remember having strong opinions about it. I really remembered the bit where he's in bed with Marissa Tamai. So that is like oh a God. secondary... The life-altering sex. Yeah, the mind-altering sex. The li- Yeah, the light. you're right, life-altering life sex. Life-altering sex. Um, Give me some of that. She's Oh, this- actually. <laughs> Altered my life when I had a fucking baby. <laughs> that is the most life-altering sex can be. <laughs> Maybe that's what she's saying. Maybe she's saying to him, I'm pregnant, you fucker. I'm pregnant. Yeah, she... He sleeps with her and he kind of you know, uses his ability to read her mind to do this quote-unquote life-altering sex. And I really remembered that. Maybe even had it in my mind as a benchmark of like, that's what you want when you're having sex. And I think that's true. I still think that's true. That's what you want when you're having sex, like to kind of feel like a person is is reading your mind. Yeah, you don't want to be like left a bit, down a bit. Yeah. And if you do, you then want to be like, yeah, exact, exactly. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly what I was thinking. Oh my God. Not sort of trying to redirect the film of your sexual... (laughs) (laughs) Redirect the sex, yeah. Not trying to redirect the sex, exactly. Yeah. But I think it kind of glued into my head in a way. How old were you thinking that? Well, the film was 20 years old. (laughs) 
So, well, it came out when I was 14. Shit beans, yeah. Mm. So I'd have been like, I don't know, five. Yeah, you'd have been just a <laughs> twinkle in someone's eye. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember watching it, but I actually don't, didn't, it's not, I couldn't tell you many bits of the film. Mm. I don't, don't remember it. I remember the end bit as well. I remember the end bit in the end. Fucking apartment. end. When we get to the oh, end, Oh, when Anna. we get there, mate. When we get you couldn't even wait for there. the podcast. You sent me. Oh, I sent, I sent Emily. I might put it on the I Instagram. I had noticed. I had noticed, but you put it very well in the video. <laughs> of just an outraged video. Of Can the we use the, the video as the marketing for the podcast? <laughs> just you <get> so angry. <laughs> I was outraged. Oh, uh, but when God. we get there, when we get there. All right, well, I really want to check in with you, babe. Check in. Let's check in. <sighs> yeah, because we haven't actually in real life checked in. So I'm about to learn some stuff and so are you. I know. <laughs> You're right. Baby girl, where the hell are you? You're right. Yeah, right. I am absolutely fine. I just feel, I don't, I think a lot of people will feel like this completely like, what, what is this? What is happening now? I have a five month old child, Anna. Do you remember when I was like, I can't do the podcast. I've just had a baby. And now she's five months. And I'm like, what is my excuse? (laughs) 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 I haven't seen anyone. It's not become easier. I still haven't washed. No, you haven't. That I've really noticed. Yeah. My main issue at the moment isn't the baby it's that the house is freezing mm. absolutely freezing and when we this sounds so fucking i hate myself for what i'm about to say say it when we when we bought the house we were like wow what original floorboards like it, that's incredible that was a real selling feature for us original <laughs> floorboards and now we're like oh my god this was the worst idea ever well i have feelings about that just because both of you insist on walking around in socks and I'm like, oh, okay, have they got grip on them? I've got grip on them. Hang on, I really want to take a photo of that. Hang on. Yeah. Oh, sexy photo. Secret Santa that was. That shit stresses me out because I care about both of you and I don't like people... Slipping over. Slipping over and hitting their heads. Carrying a five-month-old baby. Yeah. I'm, f- I'm funny about that. I'm weird about that. Weirdo. Um, <laughs> But uh, it's cold, is that what you're saying? Are you going to put a nice shag carpet down? Um, I don't know. I don't know, Anna, but the house is either boiling or it's either sauna or freezing. And I've got it into my head that that's why the baby doesn't sleep. Uh-huh. Also, no, let me just add this in. My neighbour across the road has had a mm. baby that is a month younger than Robin. Okay, She Rude. asked me, as I walked down the street, she asked me, oh, how's she sleeping? And I said, oh, it's really hit and miss. And she went, oh, he just sleeps through the night. You've Go fuck yourself, me. bitch. You've Go fuck yourself. You've asked me suck a dick. You can do that, How Norma. dare you? And I will say your real name. Norma. Yeah. Get in the bin, Norma. Norma, in the bin with your fucking sleepathon, right? Oh, that's not helpful at all. I'll give you a tip. Bottle at night, bottle in the morning. <laughs> what, feed her? I'll tell you, do you know what's great for babies? Just keeping them alive. Then they'll sleep. Oh, no, we don't feed her. (laughs) No, 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 no. Controversial. What the Um, fuck? Oh, we sleep, yeah, seven till seven. Oh, fuck off. Smug. Unnecessarily smug. Robin sleeps seven till seven oh (laughs) three. Three minutes. 
Oh, so, yeah, I'm just yeah. yeah. It's confusing to me that I'm just as knackered and just as frazzled as I was. It's not confusing to me born. because it's been relentless. She's not. Yeah, and also I'm like, she's oh, not that baby point. that sleeps twelve yeah. hours solid or blah blah blah. No, yeah. and it's getting to the age now where she hasn't been held by many other people. So is she even going to let other people put her to sleep? Because Mama, need, well, I mean, where am I going to go? And she's she's going to let me put her to sleep because yeah. <laughs> I. I'm going to be the most important figure in her life. That's true. You already are. That's that's very important. Emily sent me um, a video of Robin having a little dance with John. Oh, I had a little, I cried. I cried. I just, I wasn't even feeling like crying. I was like, oh, I want to see a picture of Robin. Send me a video. Just started crying. Barlin. Barlin. So, yeah, that happened. So it turns out I really, Sorry. I really love this. Sorry and thank little... you. Thank you for crying. Thank you for not being like, oh my God, stop sending me these fucking pictures. You don't send enough. You don't send enough pictures. <laughs> Do I not? She's so oh, cute. Oh, you said it now. She's really, really cute. You said And I, I'm not getting to see her. I know. And she's changing so much. That's my baby. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry for stealing your baby. Give me my baby. Um, but other yeah. than that, I guess, is that, is that a you're right? You're right. Yeah, right, right. I'm all right. I'm mad. You're all right. I'm you're all right. right. I'm manic a lot of the time. Well, it's because you've you've got five months of compounded not sleeping. Yeah. Also, so you're just chatting a lot of shit, mate. Yeah, and it's you. really boring. A lot of the time, it's really boring. Because she's only awake for like an hour and a half, and then you spend 40 minutes putting her to sleep for 40 minutes. Repeat, yeah. rinse and repeat. Get Mm-mm. your tit out. <laughs> Listen, I just wish that we could... I think everyone's feeling this way of like... It's starting to feel a bit surreal again. Again, you know, it goes in waves and it's starting to feel surreal again where I'm like, what do you mean? I can't just go and drink a cup of tea with my friend and her baby. What do you mean by that? And I remember when, um, oh, my phone does a thing. Uh, A lot of everyone's iPhones do this where it makes a little, it assumes that you would like a, um, a slideshow. You know, if you go into your photos, it makes little videos. Oh, what? Like when about a month after I been dumped i just got a fucking <laughs> your year in review of like um memories with your ex-boyfriend well not even I a year in to... review specifically memories of this dickhead i was like why are you doing this to me phone <laughs> fuck you fuck off phone fuck yeah, off don't do that don't, do not presume to know what However, i want to fucking see i want to show you something so mine says for you. Mine says portraits of. It's just you. It, <gasps> I'm not even in a lot of the photos. Well, yeah, that's why they're so good. Oh, oh, oh. listen to the music. It decides what music you want. It's you, me, and you, and LA Me and you, just you there again. I'm not even in that one. There's you, brighter. There you are. Oh, oh, there's the dickhead. There's you. Well, your phone was right in this sense. Does my phone think that I am you? Is it portrait or is it portraits of you? No, it's portraits of me like it did portraits of of the ex. Oh, right. I just thought my phone, there's so many photos of you that my phone has assumed that you are the owner of it. (laughs) I don't think the phone goes, I'm going to try and show you photos of of you yourself. All right. Well, that's right. I don't think so. I thought that was. Oh, you. So you've ruined that. (laughs) <laughs> it's more important that it thinks I'm the most important person in your life exactly well, that is true um, so. how are you my sweet sweet egg oh my little egg um, I'm great 
I'm really good. I mean, I'm a very... That makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, removed a lot of negativity from my life. All right. I'm sorry. I'm just... You you will never be included in that. Okay. Never leave my life so Never. I love you. You're so beautiful. I love you too. I love you too. I love you. My queen, you are right. Oh my God. Um, Yeah, I've definitely been... I, I definitely went on a little egg video binge. Oh, yeah. And was just watching stuff of me and you performing being like oh my baby no mad but yeah cut uh, cut a lot of uh, crap out of my life in 2020 it was tough and um a lot of good things came to fill the space it's nice it's cool. as it were <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> What I meant to say about my phone was Mm. it showed me a picture in that portraits one of us doing our vault show. Oh, my God. Or we were at the vaults underneath Waterloo Station. And that was March the 12th or the 13th. And that was the last time I was ever outside of South Norwood. Yeah. Really. So that was bonkers to me that now it's January and that's March. I know that's really depressing, but that's insane, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Ugh. So, yeah. But, yeah, so you were saying? No, I'm... 2021 I'm fi- started on a lovely positive for you, though. You're yeah. feeling good. It's, um... It is weird. Of course it's weird. I went yesterday to do a trial day at um, a shared workspace, a women's-only shared workspace. And it was... What about men-only workspace? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Where can men work? <laughs> What do you mean? Anywhere they fucking want <laughs> with impunity. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is exactly what I need. And then when it came to the end of the day, I was like, but I really, I can't, I can't do this. Mm. E- even though they're staying open, it's all legit in this lockdown somehow. I don't know. I guess, you know, I guess freelancers need places to work as well, but I was like, yeah. I can't justify it. Oh, it's bonkers. So it like is, it. Um, yeah, I, I guess as well, everyone, you know, it's fucking cold and blah, blah, blah. Everyone knows this shit. Everyone's dealing with this shit at the same time as us. But... Yeah, isn't when they announce lockdown, isn't the weather meant to get really nice when we're not allowed out? Yeah, so we, so we can go and sit in the park. On our own. In paddling pools together. <laughs> yes. It's okay, that lockdown will come later. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I'm good. I don't have anything thrilling to say. No, I've got nothing pithy. I'm just here. Yeah, we're just And here. that makes me all right. This is a highlight. This is incredible. This yeah, is this is... So, I mean, why don't we just... Oh, we better fucking talk about it then, anyway. Let's Should we be back in a minute? Go, go, go. <laughs> okay. What women want? Anna, what do women want? Uh, we can literally start right at the beginning, can't we? Because... We can start at the beginning, yeah. I've got a fun fact about the beginning, actually. Oh, please. So the life that... Mel Gibson is what well, Nick is portrayed as having that mm-hmm. makes him a man's man. Yes. Yeah. His mother was a showgirl and he was always around. He didn't have a father figure. He was always around showgirls. This fucking bloke. Yeah, yeah. This blows my mind. But yeah, go on. That always had it. So that made him a prick. Can what? we, before you get to your point, can we talk about, yeah. should we talk about that or do you need to, do you want to Well, no, that's to... part of it. Yeah. Actually. Okay. So the guy that plays his boss. Mm. In the film. Alan Arden, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. That is his life, essentially. Oh my God, what a fucking... He grew up. His mum was a burlesque dancer. 
Uh, he was their little mascot. He was there all the time while they were getting changed, while they were performing all the time. Grew up to be a feminist advocate. Well, yeah. Okay. So thank you. Because <laughs> that's what I fucking thought. I was like, in what world? In what fucking world? Where there's just so many problems with this. One. You're saying that it was un- it's unusual for a man to turn out to be a chauvinistic pig and it must have been some weird life that he'd had that caused that to happen. Uh, and that no, 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 no. growing up around women. That is just regular bog-standard man. Two, you're saying that a man who grows up around showgirls and women isn't going to turn out to be more intuitive, sensitive, sensitive yeah. more in touch with women and what they need because he's seen behind the curtain and he's able to... No, we're saying he was raised by showgirls. They were so, you know, they they included him in everything. And therefore he's become a fucking prick who disregards women left, right and centre. Because he saw some tits when he was younger. And it it just doesn't make sense because actually what would happen if you were always around a female body, uh, female bodies in that way and and you desexualize it, you Mm -hmm. know, you're more likely to be oh, I'm not obsessed with tits because I got to see tits all the time and tits are part of a woman's body. And What? Yeah. That's not how it works. I wonder what that guy that played the boss, uh, I wonder what he thought of that. Because he's like, "Mm, he must have been like, because it it is portrayed as a reason. That's It's fully, at the start of the film, it's his ex-wife talking about him. Doing an exposition, like an awfully cringy exposition going, Nick is a real man's man. I felt like she did ADR before she'd filmed anything and knew what the film was about. Or knew what she was about. Yeah. Yeah, Nick is a man's man, this, that and the other. He's a TNA guy in the advertising world. He's, um, I actually just took myself off self-view, but you're so blurry that when you're big, it's just like one uh, (laughs) smudge across my screen. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. But, um... What what I hated the most was the sort of implication that they're kind of saying, well, blame the mother. Yeah, yes, it's the mother's fault. It's, it's the mother's, the mother's fault. fault. Straight up mum's fault. Because they Fuck they off. show stuff that I thought, oh, that's quite cool. You know, if, if the outcome of the man was different, you'd be like, oh, it's cool. You know, the, the, the other burlesque dancers being really sweet and including him and stuff. But then they show him like, Counting money with a gangster. With dodgy asshole. And, and also, he's born in 1956. Like, what? what is this? Because you can understand now that you've said it's it was Alan, what's his name's life. Yeah. You're like, okay, that would have been the 20s maybe or the 30s. But this would have been like 1965. <laughs> <laughs> These gangsters. But I think the voiceover says something like... Um, Good male role models. She yeah, she always made sure he was around good male role models, and then the, if she's the guy grabs her someone, ass and spanks her and goes, "Get out of here," or some shit like that. If I said that to you, oh, you know, I always make sure that Robin's around good m- m- male role models, which I can't say, but you but know, you, I, you always make sure she's around good mole mole rail models. Role models. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you go shopping and you can't see, it's Abercrombie and Fitch. You're in the dark. <laughs> Small rail. Oh, I think that fits. Oh, look, the mannequin. Uh, yeah, small rail models. Yeah. Sure. But if I said that to you, you wouldn't then imagine that kind of guy. Do you know what I mean? There's no... It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all very, it's all very arch. Yeah. But it's, so, it's obviously saying, 
well, she done fucked up. Yeah. Fuck off. She, there was a lot of men in her life, but there was only one. I I just didn't understand it because then, yeah. then we cut to the modern day. He's there like a cunt, just in his... <laughs> <laughs> just straight. For someone, for someone who can, in the film, hear women's thoughts. I know he can't at this point at the start. The guy cannot think a single thought. Like, he monologues absolutely everything. That's true. That's so true. It's weird. It's a bit like a play. It's very strange. But he, he's there. He's got a fucking lipstick. He's in bed. So, classic, classic film presenting us with this man that we're meant to take as a leading man going, oh, look, an alcoholic who can't fucking get him his own self out of bed in the morning, make his own breakfast. Yeah. Or tidy his own flat. And we're like, oh, what a dream boat. Yeah. And I know that, you know, I know that it's treading the line of, we're seeing him pre-transformation. So we're meant to be like, oh, he's a bit of a fuck up. But But we definitely want to sleep with him. Exactly. He slaps his cleaner. His cleaner's there picking up in his bedroom, picking up after him. and Calling her babe, slapping her ass. Slapping her ass. And I hate as well. I'm not making you this. Okay, I'll make you that. Yeah, exactly. And then she does, and this happens a lot, I think, with the women in it. First of all, all the the only women of colour who are in it are in these roles. The doorman, the door lady even. The cleaner. It's Loretta Devine, the cleaner, who's a Hispanic woman. And she's like... When are you going to start? I don't want to find knickers like the on like panties like this. It's basically a mother figure, a mother quote unquote mother figure. Of course, yeah, a sexless mother figure. Yeah, that she's holding up some lacy pants and it's like I don't want to find stuff. Why can't you find a woman wear real pants? She says, "What kind of woman wears pants like this?" And she, he goes, "Hey, my mother wore pants like that." So you're like, also, "What? Ooh, cringe." One gross, and then yeah. that origin story basically dies there like it it has no bearing further down the line Mm -mm. it's so tacked on to the beginning and it has no bearing again the kind of environment that makes men grow up like this is not a nurturing female environment Mm -hmm. it's the opposite it's like he grew up with his dad and his dad taught him to fight and that would make a guy be like Mm -hmm. i don't understand women not he grew up with women and so he doesn't understand women. surrounded by women yeah Already, no. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm, finger wag. Mm-mm. That's a bad mm-mm. mole rail model. No, bad roll, mole, mole, fucking hell. <laughs> roll, mole, saddle. Come on. <laughs> but the fact that she is also being, it's doing that two types of women thing. Yeah. Of going, oh, this isn't a proper woman. A woman who wears pants like this is yeah. trash. Not like me, a sassy woman who tells it like it is. Obviously wears full briefs. I de- I deserve respect because I cover up my whole ass with my underwear. These women... Yeah, why could she could wear pants like that? Wear whatever you fucking want, mate. Have However, sex with whoever you want. I haven't owned a pair of pants like that for a very long time. They are extremely high-waisted, which is a, which is a thing now, you know. What, high-waisted G-strings? Su- yeah. Super. Oh, so people can wear the jeans and you can see the little G-string thing. Well, it's not top. even that. No, that it's was pre-90s, like... wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when it was super low, super low cut. That was Christina Aguilera dirty days. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas now it's like you pull them up over the hip, like right over the hip, right. very 90s. And I-, I think I'm so 
indoctrinated into the low slung thing that I'm like, if I took my clothes off and I was wearing, would someone not be like, <laughs> what's happened to your pants? Why are they right? Simon Pants Cowl. Simon McPants Cowl. What's happened? Why are they up to your belly button? I think it, but then I look at it, I'm like, that looks really sexy. Oh, fuck me. I live in full briefs now. I literally live in the briefs. I <laughs> like live, a live real woman does. With some weird, like, small floral pattern on them. What okay, I. Now, let me look. I actually, I have to say. I've got black pants on, thank fuck. I really reject the small floral pattern. I think it's all part of the same problem as, as this film. Yeah. Why, if you're wearing a full brief, does it have to have a ditzy floral Tiny pattern, pattern on it? Big, bold. They make it's me the feel shame. a bit sick. It's because that's what I wore when I was a tiny little girl. You had tiny yeah. little flowers on it. I'm like, I don't want to. Then, no, all in like pastel colours as well. No, I don't want a pastel coloured. At least they started Kanani. in pastel before I put them in a black wash. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Help me. Send G strings. Please send G strings. Please send G strings. Oh my god, if people did that, that would be awful. Please don't do it. Send them. Send them. Send them. Send them. Uh yeah, so She was asking for it. So yeah, so I absolutely agree there. That it just sets up and also she does that thing where she's like, who wears this? And she bends over and there's a really gratuitous shot of her lovely full bottom. Mm. As in, like, she could never wear those pants because she's got a big bum. Excuse me, fuck off. Yeah, and then he forces her to make breakfast. Yeah, it's a real real winning... So let's talk about his work environment. Oh, no, no, actually, no. No, Before that, the thing that's sticking in my head is the the voices that he hears when he first can hear voices. But do you want to talk about anything before that? Well, let's... I mean, I think it's worth talking about the work environment because it's this is a very specific... Okay, one, really briefly, just a statement. He's such an asshole. He's like such a smarmy, gross man. He also, he acts like a maniac in public. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He acts, he acts like a, a fucking, like a, a flasher. Or He acts like a flasher, yeah. The character has this sort of weird obsession with Frank Sinatra. And later on in, in the what film... What is that dance break in the he film? He does a fucking dance! He does a dance and I thought, oh my God, my virginity is going back. Do you think he forced that in? He's like, okay, I'll do you Yeah, but... A 100%. I am doing this tribute to Frank Sinatra. 100%. I'm going to force Helen Hunt to do a little one later as well. I want to be known as a song and dance man. You know, I could be Gene Kelly. I'm going to do a a dance. What I'm going to do is some one-handed press-ups around a bench. (laughs) It's so bizarre. I really so recommend you going onto YouTube and just... Finding that clip. What you don't want to look for is the montage. Now, everyone knows in a film, I love a montage. (sighs) Everyone knows. Absolutely everyone knows. Emily loves a montage. The one in this film. The one with the dresses. The one with the dresses. Who's your target? We'll stop it. The overarching problem with ever doing a montage where someone tries on lots of different clothes is inevitably, because they are someone who's in a movie, they look great in all of them. Yeah. And then they finally come out in some dog shit dress. Absolute fucking organza. And <laughs> Absolute fucking organza. My Dior. <laughs> fucking, she looks great. And so he can hear what she's thinking. It's, yeah. And uh, what? Uh, anyway, we've, we've definitely... Oh, yeah, sorry. That is way later on. But, but yeah, he's a, sorry, a real... He's a prick. 
he's acting like a total maniac flasher. in public, a flasher, or like someone who's really hearing, who's just in a his own little world. As well. A lech. Not a man's man, a fucking lech. That's the perfect word. He's such a lech and he thinks he's king of the castle. The work environment is... This film is from 2000 and it's so kind of like the, the colour saturation, everything. It's so Ally McBeal, it's so Sex in the City, it's so familiar to me. This huge offices, they're like, are you ready to go up to the 42nd floor? What? Yeah, what also, advertising Anna, company note, has 42 floors? <laughs> is, 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 it about, is it the 42nd or the 44th floor? Something, something like that, 40 yeah. something floor. There is a shot of him leaving work. It clearly has about 10 floors. <laughs> Where is this I Alex? I agree. He walks up a central staircase to go to yeah. work. How many fucking oh flights God. of stairs what? are you climbing? Yeah, but they're like, yeah, no, obviously, the big, the big, 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 big advertising, whatever. So he goes in so and he's just um, a sleazebag lech. And he's just, he really thinks he owns the place. And he thinks he's going to get a promotion. And he's got, for some reason, he's got a really competent PA played by mm-hmm. Sarah Paulson. But also two, just two who women. Who are these women? Who are just there to fawn over him? Like I assumed they were showgirl, showgirl friends of his mother's. That, which would have been no, a great... I made a storyline for them because I needed one. But that would have been great, Emily. I didn't think yeah. of that, but that would have been really made sense because they have so this he's got air these two of... aunties. Yeah, this sort of like slightly glamorous, like, yeah, like an aged showgirl. Yeah, that kind of fuss him and make sure he's ready. And they're like his PAs, I guess. But he already has a PA. And they, it doesn't make any sense. They don't seem to do anything. They don't have names. Like, oh, you look so handsome and you smell so good. Who are they, Anna? And you also got... they have no thoughts. When he can hear women, he can't hear theirs. So I guess the Great joke is joke. they don't have them. Hilarious joke because they're what? just airheads being like, what is, is it because they don't exist? Are they in his head? Is that the spinoff? That would make Who a lot more you? sense than just what? They're just two pets. Fluffers. Yeah. Fluffers. Just like male ego fluffers. Yeah. Very, 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 very odd. Very str- odd choice in the film. Strange. Un- like un- two fairy godmothers that don't do anything or have any powers or lines, really. <laughs> <laughs> very intriguing. Very oh intriguing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Very intriguing um, and also very boring. Yeah. What are you doing in the film? What are you doing? They don't even do anything but, for exposition, really, except one... Does anyone work in advertising? Does anyone have a pair of glamorous, <laughs> fluffy aunties? Fluffers? <laughs> fluffy aunties? <laughs> Let us know. Yeah, so he thinks he's going to get a promotion. It's a classic sort of trope thing of like, today's the big day. Uh. Yeah. And then he doesn't get it because Darcy is hired. A woman got it. Oh, lost a job to a woman. Yeah, so obviously he's very angry. So I quite liked I quite liked the way this was done in, in a way that I hated it, but yeah. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, go on. Because how many times have we heard that whole, you know, oh... Uh, a white actor saying, oh, I lost the part to a BAME character. Yeah, yeah. Or a man thinking, oh, I didn't get it because a woman got it. That's mm. still, It's a very real thought that people have yeah. slash had. And it's a very so sort I was of... like, yeah, that's fine. I'm glad they didn't try and explain that anymore. It's a very incel-centric kind of yeah. mindset. You know, when you take it right down to that, it's that thing of that was mine and it's been taken from me. I think, you know, what's completely being glossed over here is because we're meant to sort of feel like, oh, he was meant to get it, but then she's got it because she's a hot young thing and this and that. But they're positing it. And this is... Mm, uh, makes me I, 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 um, is that 
the only reason she could be getting the job is because they've suddenly realised that women buy things too. My God. And that they need a woman in order to get into the mind of women. A in woman. In order to do... A ad- woman. Yeah, a woman. In order to advertise to women. So it's not like we've given a woman a, the job because she's better than you. Yeah. And we want to give her the job because we think she's going to do a really good job. This is why we have imposter syndrome, guys. Yeah. Because... We've got a woman because we've got a box to tick. We fear, exactly. We fear that anytime we get a job, it's because we happen to be ticking the the diversity box in some Mm -hmm. way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. Or that they suddenly realise, oh, we don't have a voice like that and we need one. And that's the only reason we would even consider giving a job to anyone other than the norm, which is a white guy. Yeah. And then suddenly, when she is there and she's holding meetings, there are lots of women that work there. They're all kind of... No one considered taking them No one considered them for the job Mm -hmm. (laughs) at all. Yeah, but I do like... I like that. I like that that made us angry. That belongs in there. And this is the thing that confuses me a little bit about the film, is that in some some parts, in some ways, and I think more and more as the film goes on, because when it started, I was like, fuck you, film. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Um, But as it goes on, I'm like, okay, it is genuinely saying, and Helen Hunt's character is is very interesting, I think. Yeah. She plays it really well. Genuinely saying, fucking hell, women are not listened to and the ones who are outspoken enough to say what they feel and think are punished for it. And classed as bossy, bitchy. Yeah, exactly. Ball breakers and uh, frigid, da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. and men are failing in their ability to just see women as equals. But at the crux of it, it also feels like the film itself is going, well, unless you can read women's minds... Yeah, you will never. You can't get it right. You couldn't possibly be expected to go to remember how old your fucking daughter is. And also, <laughs> also, when he can hear women... The things he hears them thinking about are all... Vapid. Vapid. But they're all, you know, will this guy call me back? Did I leave the cooker on? It's it's men, it's cooking, it's exercise, it's calories. It's worries. It's, oh, and it's then like... there's one kind of tag on of suicide. You know, fine. Oh, God, we'll get to that. Oh, we will get to that because there is uh, there is something wonderful <laughs> that yeah. I really, we cannot miss. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's about the keeper of who did this fucking mad uh, deed to him. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. Uh, Gertrude Wong, we're coming yeah, for you. Gertrude Wong. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wise old Grim Reaper. Fucking hell. But yeah, I think um, you're right. The thoughts that the women are having, and weirdly, you know, what feels that they missed a bit of a trick they've given mel gibson certain lines that show that he's learning more about a woman's internal makeup in a in a deeper way going listen you think women have penis envy they don't it's us that have penis envy women aren't thinking like that yeah and when he's sort of talking to the gaggle of secretaries because he's toast to the fucking town now and he's I see what you're you're trying to say. He's heard some of the inner workings of a woman's mind and he's starting to understand women on a deeper level. But they've been too lazy to write those quote unquote lines yeah. 
for the women to be thinking. So they're always really vacuous. Yeah. And nothing that you can learn from. Why didn't we see him on the date with Marissa Tamai? That would yeah, have been really exactly. interesting. So I'd like to just focus in on go, the relationship go. with Mr. Tamai. Yeah. Because that that whole storyline I find so problematic. So problematic. When we first meet her, it is like she's not interested in him at all. And that is the first person we've seen that isn't interested in him at all. And he's leching, being like, can I have a date? And she's like, trust me, I'm not your type. What we learn she is, firmly actually says what no. she's thinking is, oh my God, he's lovely. I think he's going to hurt me. He's going to, you know, very valid. She gives him a very firm no. She says literally, very firm no. no. Stop asking me out. And then he puts his hand on her hand and is like, come on, baby, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly she's kind of saying, yes, okay, like, yes, it's so What weird. are we teaching men? And then the guy behind is like, that was inspiring. That's inspiring. I know. Go away. What, not taking no for an answer. Yeah, fuck off. What are we teaching men and women that we do? Yeah. The dance. Go away. That's not the dance we should be doing. Fuck and then it away. turns out what she's thinking is she's just scared to be hurt and she really fancies him and blah, 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 blah. Which, yes, like you say, they is go perfectly on a date valid. That we don't see. She says, I don't normally do this. Um, she has some thoughts being like, oh, my God, if I invite him up, he's going to be a slut. He's hearing everything she's thinking and that she's so scared of being hurt. They shag. It's a bit crap because he can hear that it's crap. He has a word with his little dongle and they have life-altering sex. Mm-hmm. I'm just summing this storyline up. I know we'll go into it. They have yeah. life-altering sex. We never he's see listening her again. Her, he no. pursues his... Yeah, because he's listened to what she actually wants. He's like, oh, great. I got sex right for the first time in my life, I'm assuming. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, he then pursues his relationship with Darcy, Helen Hunt. We hear nothing from Marissa Tomei until she turns up at his apartment, mm. like... A neurotic kind of mess. Clutching at her hair, manic. How long have you been out here? I've been here, out here hours. And the only thing that gets him out of it is she's like, please tell me that you're gay. Yeah. What? Because he understands a woman, he must be. You have completely misunderstood what gay is for a start. Yeah. yeah. And soon, this really, really fucked me off. As soon as he admits he's gay, he starts he adopting starts this kind of effeminate. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are you doing? As gay you as they gay come, when you were honey. A man's man. Like, fuck mm, off. I really mm. hate that. I think there's real layers of. It's not homophobia, but just real. It is entrenched homophobia, isn't entrenched. it? Entrenched. Yeah, it is. It's like, this is the only thing that I could, you know, that makes sense. And it's toxic as well. Yeah, really toxic. And actually, he has treated her in such a confusing way because he is just the hero of his own fucking story, taking what he wants and leaving what he wants and constructing the narrative however he fucking likes. Did he do a really nice thing for her there by saying, you know what, I don't want to be with her, but look, she's gone mad. But actually, I'm gay. That's yeah. what she needs. And also, oh, it's so it's so hard for him to to admit. Oh, yeah, I'm gay. Yeah. Oh, who he's, cares? He's like, I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm. What? Mm, I know. Please come on. But he kind of it's this terrible thing because we're still meant to see him as the hero. Mm. But what he's actually done is used an unfair advantage to make her feel really special, unique. And considered in his eyes, he's literally hurt her going, I've been hurt so many times before. Yeah. I've been hurt. And he practices. Why did they portray her like that, Anna? Why? She didn't need to be manic and she's just a real person that's been fucked over. She's been really, really fucked over. And I thought, at least in order for him to be sympathetic, 
you would want to, if if we weren't just leaning on the fact that it's like, oh, it's Mel Gibson, look how cute he is. You want him to at least leave her with something and go, you know, even if even if we keep the I'm gay thing. Yeah. He he could have then gone, but listen, you are an incredible woman. You deserve to be treated with so much love and respect. Never, ever think that you're not worthy. Yeah, there should have been some revelation there. This is what pisses me off about the storyline. If he's learning about women, what women want never seems to be honesty until right at... In fact, right not even then. Yeah, when he's really fucked up. And that, I mean, we got to talk about the ending because there's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. But yeah, you're right. Like, how dare you go on a date with a woman, read her mind... Can you imagine if it would be the same thing as going, oh, I'm a hypnotist. So I went on a date with this woman, hypnotized her to make her think that I, I'm just like got a magical connection with her because mm. everything she thinks of, I'm able to go, oh, yeah, oh yeah, funny. I was just thinking this, I was thinking that. Then when I have sex with her, I have the kind of sex with her that you maybe have when you've got a real uh, established loving connection with a person. So make you, makes her feel like this is... It. This is, you yeah. know, a mind-blowing relationship about to begin. And then never fucking calls her again. Peace. That, oh, shit. And also, when he's at her fucking door, he says, she's she's thinking, oh, if I invite him up, will he think, think I'm a slut? Yeah. And then he kind of goes, listen, she, I think she says then, we do you want to We can take it up? slow. We can take it slow. I don't want you to do anything you don't want to do. And then that is almost seen as like a, we then do a hard cut to them in bed She's because like, it's oh like- Oh my God, that's exactly what you needed to yeah, say for but, me to shag you. But also the fact, the kind of implication being that it's taken him being able to read her fucking mind to go, hey, I don't want you to do anything you don't want to do. <laughs> I've never thought that before. I've always just raped Did you have women. to fucking be a mind reader for that? Ah! What we're saying is, he starts the film, we meet Mel Gibson, he's a rapist. He's a fucking rapist and a, and a sexual harasser. I'm going to do a little side note here. Because mm. even now, Anna, even now I'm picturing the film that I watched last night. Mel Gibson... Bruce Willis and Kevin Costner are the same person to me. <laughs> that I see could literally... I love that. I used to have, and this is bad, I don't have it now, I used to have a Bob Hoskins, Danny DeVito, because I watched yeah, their yeah, films a lot yeah. in the 90s. They used to cross I think over. a lot of people have a Bob Hoskins, Danny DeVito. Yeah, but such very different, but okay, but three, three very different, men. But enough crossover things. I know Kevin Costner did... I don't judge you for Robert that, Hood. Oh, thank they, uh, you. They are all, they would all go up for the same parts. Yeah, they're all Jason Statham's uncle. (laughs) (laughs) What? Because he's in there as well a little bit, but I couldn't justify him being number four. Do you know what I mean? Not their dad. (laughs) Definitely, they're all Jason Statham. They could all be Jason Statham's uncle. Oh my God. Uh, I bet one of them is. Well, okay. I, I would differentiate them. Bruce Willis is more like the quiet, understated one of the lot. Okay. The thinking man's hero. Kevin Time. Costner is the heartthrob hero. And Mel Gibson is the Mad Max, you know, a loose cannon hero. Was Mel Gibson in Mad Max? Lethal Weapon, Mad Max, oh, fuck Braveheart. Yeah, He's the loose yeah. cannon, you know. See, again, uh, pff, wow. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. Also, he's Australian. (laughs) Nope, not helpful at all. What's quite disturbing is that he, because my dad... say them Australian. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's... um, because he's uh, a white guy and my dad is a white guy of Irish descent. Presumably Mel Gibson has some of that as well. Mm. He looks a bit like my dad and reminds me of my dad, which is, you know, particularly distressing when there were so many super close-ups of him like eating Helen Hunt's face, my I should specify. Fucking, no, you've skipped to the end because that Helen Hunt for dessert is... <laughs> <laughs> Gee, the oh! So, yeah. Yeah, go on. Let's let's talk about Helen Hunt then, because I like the way she. I thought she played it really well. The character was really well rounded and great. I did I really think when good. she starts falling for him. I was like, oh, I don't like the way this is written. No, but very consistently, what's nice is that she has got a real character of her own, which is she's outwardly very confident. I've got this. I'm the boss now, and you're going to do what I what I say. But it's that there's a lot of fear and uncertainty and if we if we think about how a lot of women have been written in the films that we have watched it is one or the other if they are the helen hunt what she what she portrays on the outside Mm. they will put that on the inside as well yes if a woman is very successful and very good at her job she usually can't sustain relationships yeah you're so right or be a nice person it's exactly that it's that thing that a badass on the outside means you're a badass on the inside when actually it's normally the other way round. I was just talking to my Which I thought was this. actually very progressive for when it was made. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's saying the reason I'm like this is because I've had to accept and she's got an interesting backstory of like that comes out in a in really quite a nice scene of her going, Yeah, my my ex husband she means to say he's like, Oh, I love how you speak your mind and she says, mm. Oh my my ex-husband didn't love me, but she she means to say didn't love it. It's like a forge and slip and then they talk yeah. about it. Nice bit of writing. Yeah. But she's basically saying, I, I learned that a man just was not happy when I became more successful than him, when I was earning more than him, when I was speaking my mind. Actually, they didn't want that. Mm-hmm. I've been a victim of ding, that. Ding, 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 ding. Guys thinking that they want that and actually they, they want a strong woman that they can push down, have submit to them. Yeah. And she's been really scarred by it. And him only because it seems of his new magic gift. Yeah. Is able to recognize what is on the outside is not what's in the fucking inside. But again, how, how? Can men not see you're mad rapists. (gasps) But she's great. There's a bit, there's a scene where she thinks, oh my God, I accidentally looked at his penis. Oh my God, I did it again. I really laughed at that. Okay, say we can't, say that we can't though hear what she's thinking. She's just a woman in the office who's inexplicably now covering her eyes. I know, And going in circles. But yeah, I know. But she's also, she's also... um... Have you ever accidentally looked at someone's penis? Yes. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. I always, I always accidentally look at people's shoes and then I think, oh my God, they're going to think I'm judging them because I'm looking at their shoes. (laughs) Are you for real? And then I'm like, oh, what shoes were, what, but what were they? Are you for real? Oh my God. Because I get worried that people think I've just looked them up and, you know, if you make eye contact... And you look up, it looks like you were just looking someone up and down I in a bitchy way, come. in a nasty way. Yeah. I mean, also I've looked at lots of penises, but <laughs> my thing. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I get. God. I look at penises angrily on the tube. I'm like, oh, why can I see a fucking penis pushing against your trousers? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. But there have been times oh, where... What are those shoes? <laughs> I'm judging you because of your shoes. Well done on the penis, but oh my God, those brogues. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely been times where I've checked out a John Hamm situation. Yeah. And been like, oh God, sorry, what? Anaconda. Oh, whoa, I can just... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just noticed you have a huge penis. I do that with girls as well. You know, I'll check out an amazing pair of tits. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, no, Anna, don't. No, 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 no. I have to say one of my things that will in years to come haunt me is how non-legit I am. I do often comment on women's tits. Yeah. Like if a woman comes on TV, (laughs) I will say, oh, titties. (laughs) It doesn't matter if she's got a nice rack a nice rack or not you just as soon as you see a woman actually it's caused you quite a lot of professional problems right because <laughs> on set ah! on set you will be forced, i only work for people without an hr <laughs> you will be forced to just go titties yeah whenever you see a woman yeah and it's quite hard to cut around and there's a lot more estrogen on tv these days direct call to a quote in the film oh he can't he and he says that when he's flicking channels and there's they too go... too much estrogen on TV. They show so, like the Olympics and there's a guy doing a thing and then he's like, and let's look at the women's final. And he's like, oh, too much estrogen on TV. It's like, it's it's the fucking Commonwealth Games, mate. Yeah. And, and then is there an irony there that then he has the Nike account and it's no games, just sports? Yeah. Uh, can I just say that advertising campaign is really good. It is really good. It's really good. They get a Nike advert and it's about, uh, it's, a, you know, aimed at women and it's kind of like the road doesn't care what outfit you're wearing or what lipstick you're wearing. You don't have to call or you don't have to worry that the road's going to call you back or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, remember. no, it's, it's good. It's good. It really works. Yeah, it's a really good campaign. So I've just bought some trainers. And... <laughs> but it's, it is actually quite rare, isn't it? Usually when it's a film and you're like, oh, this guy's an amazing artist and it's just some fucking dog shit caricature sketch that you, yeah. you bought from a park railing. But it was, it was very good. Surprised Nike didn't run with it in real life. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. Okay, so what we haven't looked at or talked about, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that we have to, is his relationship with his daughter. Yeah. Because I feel like it's quite a bog standard. I feel like nothing surprised me about that arc. No. We all no, knew where no. that was going to go and how it was yeah. going to go. Yeah, she's just another uh, indicator that, oh, he's not... And and it really reminded me of other films that we've done, like Mrs. Doubtfire, or even the uh, Overboard that I did with Freya, where it's like, he just cannot... He can't be a worthwhile fucking parent because he is too obsessed with his own... If I cared about that storyline, I'd just watch Uncle Buck again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's she's there to, to kind of... But in, the one interesting thing I thought about it is she's obviously there to highlight the change across the yeah. board, you know, yeah. and, and also, for, I guess, to bring a younger vibe into, I don't know. We have this heroic moment with him going into the prom and, tr- you know, having a frank conversation finally with his daughter and saying, hey, you're great, actually, you're and well done yeah. for standing up for yourself and blah, blah, blah. Because she tells her boyfriend she doesn't want to have sex with him. And he dumps her. Oh, my God. But the reason, actually, Mm. I thought that's really... If you were watching it at that age, there was that pressure. 
of, yes. I don't, I'm not ready for sex, but I've paid £400 for this, this and this. Yeah, yeah. And I promise that I do it, you, pr- you know, you on my 16th birthday or yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, there's always some sort of arbitrary benchmark that some guy's trying to keep you to. Yeah. And it is really hard to say no, no. to that. Yeah. Um, because you just want to be okay loved, and loved and yeah. liked. Yeah. So you're right. There is There was a nice element of that. But yes, but, him going in. But he didn't... We were like, oh, wow, he's changed so much. He's so wrapped up in his own fucking affairs that he didn't bother to be there when his daughter left for prom. No. And um, that's just glossed over and she's fine yes, with it. so, so glossed like, over. That's not cool, actually, because the thing about being a parent is being there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, letting... that's not even spoken about at all. I mean, sure, he was... He forgot. stopping a woman, stopping suicide, even though it didn't seem like... She seemed fine, actually. Oh, we should really talk about that. Let's talk about that. Right from (laughs) the fucking Let's talk about Gertrude fucking Wong. Never (laughs) mind the suicide storyline. Well, Gertrude Wong. Okay, let's talk about Gertrude Wong first. (laughs) Okay, fine. It's not Gertrude's fault, but fucking hell. They parlay... In fact, I think we need to go through the suicide storyline to get to the answer. You're right. Okay, you you take this one. So Judy Greer is playing this quote unquote specky, you know, car, she's got a car, big cardigan and glasses and her hair's not in ringlets. So she must be a real frump. And she, her whole storyline throughout, it must've been so fun for her filming this film because all she does is walk around with files while someone else has a voiceover for her ADR going, mm-hmm. I guess I'm just going to fucking kill myself and no one will fucking notice. And he hears that so many times. So many times. And from the very get-go, I was like, oh oh my God. So now, because he exists, he's going to... It's so... Hello, saviour. It's so smug. It's so fucking smug and white saviour. And also very shoddily written because he's like, where does Darcy live? Where does Darcy live? Oh, but I've just got... Erin's address on this piece of paper really easily myself. And the address was down the alley. If you gave a fucking shit, I'm sorry, but if if you hear a call, a cry for help, even if you shouldn't have heard it, let's say you overhear someone's phone conversation or you accidentally see a note that they've written or whatever it is, you know, obviously he's reading her mind. Yeah. You need to take action right away. Not be like, oh, but I had the Nike campaign and I was kind of trying to get with my boss that I'm stealing ideas from. We're meant to be like, Gibson. Oh, you... he's gone to save Erin, even though he wants to, to see Darcy, even though the stakes are really low on that. Like, there's no urgency to get to her. There's no urgency. Oh, and also, you've had three weeks, in fact, two weeks. This is meant to all take place in two weeks. Yeah. You've had two weeks of hearing this woman be like, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, there's no bones about it. She's like... Every time you hear her, she goes, I am going to kill myself. And the one fucking piece of action that you do, sorry, to... One, yeah. the first one, is to pick up some files with her and go, yeah. it's, oh, there you go. And she's like, wow, there is life on Earth. Yeah, there's life on this planet because some, he said hi. Some man helped you pick up it's some really files. It's really shoddily written, this very this storyline. Which we then find out, actually, he's the reason why she doesn't have a better job there. Yeah. Because he fucking just dismissed her out of hand. <laughs> Imagine for if she is a really shit mm. copywriter. Yeah. Because then he comes back and he's like, hey, I'm going to give you that job. She's kind of funny. Is she? Because all I can ever hear her saying is, I want to kill myself. So is she funny? But so 
already you're like, well, she neither didn't get that job or is getting that job on any sort of merit. Mm. It's, it's just a pity job so she doesn't kill herself. Yeah, it was a fuck that girl off because she's a girl and I'm not interested. And now, oh, I want to save this girl. So to make me feel better, I'm going to give this girl a job. It's nothing's on her own merit. No. Yeah, and it, and he the only thing he does is go, oh, what about that Erin girl? I kind of do want to meet with her. He doesn't go, get her in here. Let's have a meeting with her. And that yeah. happens so many times. And the messiness of when he has that scene with her, it's after um, Ari Station Grim Reaper has done her thing. Mm. And so he can't hear voices anymore. So they use that scene with her when he's saving her, for, and I'm using my air quotes again, saving mm. her from suicide, which I don't think she was doing at that point saving her from that they use that scene to explain that he can't hear thoughts where he just goes did you just say are you having a thought now and she's like yes i'm thinking what is he doing here in my bedroom i'm like is she flirting with him now the what is this? whole fucking scene is so sexually threatening yeah obviously in that circumstance you think oh my god she's killed herself because she says yeah. they just won't they'll just notice that i don't come in for work one day and i'll be dead so he finds her house he's directed by some <laughs> mystical old east asian woman gertrude wong is the actress's name what did they tell anything. her this part was and then okay so this guy's gonna find you you're gonna make him hold your umbrella because it's raining because it always is in a dramatic scene mm. hold your umbrella you're gonna lead him here and you're just gonna look at him and then take your umbrella back look at him some more that's you done gertrude that's a wrap on gertrude <laughs> well of course i mean that is that is literally the fucking epitome of roles for East Asian women back in the day. Fucking hell. Of, you know, if you're, also, o- if you're over the saying? age of 20. Does she know? So- what is she saying? What is it well, saying? It's like this Who thing. Who is she? Did she kill him? Erin lives... Well, I don't even... I don't think it's a Grim Reaper thing. I think it's like I'm... It's like the mystical Negro. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's the East Asian version of the mystical Negro going... You don't understand me, but some great Eastern wisdom is the reason that I, who've never seen you before, drop her in at the beginning. You know, have her as a little yeah. sort of what she's sprite. got to do with fucking anything. You just seen her and you're like, wow. I guess she can see because she's she's foreign. Yeah. She can see that my mind has been magically altered, altered. Yeah. and she now is going to be like, hmm, hoogity boogity woogity. And fix it because then suddenly she disappears. She's just an old lady, you know? The same like white old ladies. She's an old lady who knows the area. (laughs) Exactly. She just knows the area. You guys have them too. What makes him go, hang on, this woman who's looking at me knows exactly where I need to go. But it's classic inscrutable East Asian thing, you know, of like, what are they thinking? What are they thinking? I tell you what. You can fucking hear her thoughts. So you don't need to be like, what is she thinking? Yeah. Or, like, ask her a fucking question. Like, give her a line. The interaction that they have is that he sort of goes, I don't know what this this mysterious woman is thinking. But he categorically does. Because he can hear he what can't women hear are her. thinking. Unless he can't hear because she's, and that's why he's like, wow. But then why, why would I make that story? He, that's not. Yeah, fair. I don't also, think that's. Why that, is she there, Anna? What is she doing in the film? That, that's I'm glad just, she's there. I'm glad. It's just, cla- it's just clunky shorthand for something mystical is about to happen. And it didn't need to be that way. No, he could have just walked down there and the rain makes the wires go off or whatever. Yeah. Or. And he loses just, his power. Oh. 
Or give her a fucking line at least. Give, give her, her a, a fucking, fucking line. line. Gertrude Wong, get in touch. Oh, I hope yeah. she's still alive. No, I doubt it. She's great. She looks, she's got a great look. She's fucking gorgeous. But he goes to, so he goes to try and save her. He thinks she's dead. I mean, he's walking into that flat, like, not like a man who potentially might encounter a dead body. No. Oh, oh, another thing. This is what I'm talking about. Him just being the hero in his own story. If you see, oh my God, she's not coming to work. Oh my God, there's a pile of files. Oh my God, where is she? This is exactly what she said would happen when she killed herself. Guess what, my friend? 911. Hello? (laughs) Can you please send an officer round for a welfare check on this address? Because yeah. I'm worried that someone might be in urgent danger. Exactly. And, and someone not, you're there- going to get done for murder, mate. You're going to get questioned for murder if you turn up. What, what are you doing? But he's not thinking what's best for Erin. He's thinking, no, I oh, need to save Erin. Ha- exactly. I need to save Erin. I need to save Darcy. I need to save. I need to save Marissa to my... If you're an actual good person, yeah, don't be a shitbag in the first place and fuck Darcy over. And again, when he had that opportunity with Darcy, so I think you should do. I think you should do the. Um, Still no honesty though. No, I think you should do the pitch for the yeah. Nike campaign. Mm. And she goes, no, no, no. What are you talking about, mate? You know that you've done so many bad things. You've stolen this basically from her. Just insist. Just go, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I can't make that meeting. Good luck. Don't turn up for work. Make her do it. Don't fucking turn up. You just want to fucking have all the props and not actually eat the shit that you need to eat. Yeah. And we see that so clearly in the oh, end scene. Oh, it reminded me of that scene in Big as well. Which scene? Which scene? Big where oh, he's yeah, pitching, when he does the pitch. pitching at the end. and yeah. Mm, yeah. And she's done all the work on it, really. Yeah, well, it's just like... Surprise, it's not a fucking toy factory, every bloody film with... Well, well, I said really quietly that maybe you should do it, so that makes me a good guy. You've not followed through on any of this stuff. So, And who thinks, sorry, the Nike account, who thinks, where do we sign? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) they've got the people looking at them thinking, that was really good, but instead of saying anything, she just thinks, where do we sign? (laughs) I love that, so cute. Probably going to need to say that louder, Leslie. Come on. That's... Sorry, Leslie, you just thought that. Have we got the account or not? <laughs> That's the perfect indicator of of, of the, the level of lines that are written for the ADR <laughs> yeah. thoughts of the women. Where do I sign? Did I leave the oven on? I thought I turned it off, but I thought I turned it off. <laughs> oh, and you can inexplicably hear dogs as well. If they're oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just only in one scene, but... Fuck's sake. But he can't hear Chinese women. No. He can no. speak a dog, but he can't speak Mandarin. Fucking idiot. So he's in, he's running. So fair enough. He thinks he's going to save someone's life. He runs Mm -hmm. into her bedroom and she walks in. She's not wearing her glasses. Can we just note? She's not wearing her glasses. She's all that makeover. (laughs) Exactly. Because we couldn't possibly have this moment of of her being tender and vulnerable with her wearing her gross Mm -mm. four-eyed glasses. No, no one would get it, Anna. So she just can't, presumably can't see. And she walks into her own bedroom and her superior from work, male, 20 years older than her probably, is there. And she is acting like he's not going to fucking rape and kill her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She sits on the bed and says, is there something I can do for you? Is there something? Yeah, and I instantly was like, is she offering him a blowjob? Because like, this is They've written it so weirdly. Dangerous shit. Because they are willfully ignoring the true reality of that and situation. And he's like manic at yeah. this point as well. He's manic. He doesn't say why he's there. He's pacing around in his fucking flasher coat. Yeah, which he does 
on the street, which is go and stand really close. Like my brother walked in at one point and was watching the film with me. <laughs> and he goes, you know, because there's a woman running on a racetrack, no one else yeah. around. And he just comes and runs right next to her, listening to her thoughts. You're just a man running next to a lone woman running after her. Mm. You're you're harassing her. Go away, please. You're harassing her. sketches about you. Yeah. What she would actually would be thinking was, is this guy going to grab me? Do I need to run away? Can I, should I run in the opposite direction? Oh my God, he won't leave me alone. Okay, now he's laughing. What's happening? She is not thinking about some vapid fucking... Do you think women aren't hypervigilant to men coming that close to them yeah, in any that's situation? Really... That's what you would be hearing, mate, constantly. You're and like, that would oh. be good. I would love... That would have been such a good thing, wouldn't it? You realise yeah. the closer you get to a woman, the more fearful she is of you. You need to give this woman some space. Yeah. That would be such a great thing to hear. Yeah. So it's so that's and so like, true. Oh, she's scared because I think a lot of men don't realise how scared we they are. They don't realise it. And we're well, I and don't mean to scare people, so I'm not scary. We're yeah. scared. I don't perceive myself as threatening because I know something about myself that I wouldn't threaten a woman. Well guess what? I was only saying hello, you frigid bitch. Yeah. Guess what? I was mate? only saying hello, you frigid bitch, but what he didn't realise was <laughs> we were scared. <laughs> We are scared, terrified. and Or frigid it... slag was the best one I got. Oh, God. Excuse me. I, you turned and I was like, you, come on. Come on. Let's work on Do our phone cap. better. Which one am I? Oh, God. So I slept with him. That, yeah, that's the only way. That's the only that's way. The only way. They... Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, so, yeah. He's he's like lurching into her face, being not saying anything. So like a Like a maniac. And she's just like... God, gee, I'm so grateful that anyone oh, can see I me. I don't have any lines. I'm here for exposition. So I was just thinking this... that in my head. Mm, I was just thinking that in my head. <laughs> you didn't hear me. Yeah, I mean, oh, the exposition on that. And she really is having to work fucking hard. Poor yeah, Judy Greer. I was just thinking it in my head and points at her head. Yeah. Women are constantly apparently saying, anytime a man says something vaguely intuitive, they're like, whoa, I was just thinking that what the f- yeah, bet midler bet midler's in it and this is what the video is about because i was so angry and confused at the end bet midler is not credited well i'm sure she chose that yeah yeah because I, I think that's a common thing where major actors accept a smaller role they choose to be uncredited but it was it was weird and i did notice that anna as well also she lights up a spliff yeah which disappears in her next shot she i was like oh no no continuity fails on bet midler please she's only in it for a minute she's great in it as well she is really she's, good um, she's great she's just great more bet she's always got like just that show this, this sort of level of showmanship <laughs> yeah so it's so great um but yes she's not credited but she's the first person who says to her to him <laughs> she really jumps on board with the idea she is she Very really quickly. does jump on board but with this idea of you can unlock the world. And classic, just again, like Overboard, the first fucking thing that occurs to him when he's like, oh, I have this special gift that I can use to understand women mm-hmm. is how can I use it to sabotage a completely innocent yeah. woman's job and steal it from her? But then I guess that Yo, ho, ho, we need ho, that ho. to see the change in him. Yes. So to abuse the power and then use the power. Yeah. And I guess, but he never really learns that with Marissa Tomei's character. No. I mean, that's the thing. No, not Annie. I don't know what her name is in it. Lola. Lola. But yes, 
again, such a manic pixie dream girl name. But mm. they, I see what they're doing with the arc. And towards the end, I do quite enjoy him discovering like, God, I'm such a fucking prick. Yeah. Why yeah, have yeah. I been such a prick? But it's still all of the, all of the eggs he's cracked to make that fucking omelette is like, by the by, doesn't matter that he fucked over Marissa Tamai. Doesn't matter yeah. that he, he fucked with his daughter's head and wasn't there for her. It doesn't matter, doesn't matter, because as long because as he gets his realisation at yeah. the end, doesn't matter yeah. that he fucking made Helen Hunt, who was only being good and kind to him, lose her job. Yeah. None of that matters. And then at the end, he fucking eats her. <laughs> we have a scene of him just on her in her own house, oh. on her stairwell. Oh, my God. He doesn't even cook her. He doesn't even kill her first. <laughs> doesn't even ah! do the decency of killing her and cooking her. He just eats her. Oh, my God. Full cannibal. I will put the video on our Instagram. You have to watch it. Mmm, <laughs> tasty. <laughs> I, John, John was saying before we got on the call that he saw it in the cinema. Yeah. With his family. So traumatising. But I can't imagine, because he's just on the cusp of being too old to play this part. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Helen Hunt is stunning in it and oh, my god gorgeous. legs for days and yeah and those sort of Ally McBeal matching uh, dress and cardigan suits you know in, yeah. a, in pale baby blue mm, yeah I'm there for it oh, such a kind face as well she has got such a kind face and she yeah. I really think she does such great work in this film yeah very vulnerable there's an honesty yeah and they have got chemistry and mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. good yeah but then the last shot and bear in mind, it's Nancy Myers. Is it Myers. meant to be like a Frank Sinatra-esque kiss? It's horrifying and also... Absolutely awful. You've got all his, like, saggy neck. Again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just seeing that cinema, cinema-wide. That's a, that's a lot. As big as a house, just a huge close-up of his twisty neck and jawline. Because they then, do that, that Hollywood... The, they do the Hollywood The kiss. Hollywood smooch, yeah, where he kind of wrestles her but not the top lip bottom lip one where where he devours her (laughs) and he kind of goes um yum yum and and smacks his lips like she tastes of something what are you tasting but like a vampire as well he tips her like a vampire (laughs) yeah and And then you realise you've been watching what we do in the shadows this whole time and you don't see you don't see her face in that final shot which makes me sad because no that's not what women want they want to see Mel Gibson Fucking chinning off a woman. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he goes to her house. This is the end, right? He goes to her, finally goes to her house. She's there in the in the house that she's just bought, which is a big deal for her. And she's like, well, I'm going to have to sell it because you fucking lost me my job. But I've internalized the patriarchy so much that I think it's my fucking fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's so clear throughout the film. Every time he says a thought that she just had, she's like... It's her fault. Oh, silly me. You... Oh, I didn't speak up. Oh, silly me. Yeah, instead of taking any ownership, even just in going, that's exactly what I thought. We mm-hmm. were on the right track. She's like... I think I was going to say that. But I guess this man said it, so I must not have been. I must mm-hmm. be mad. He goes to her and confesses... That he was basically stealing her ideas mm-hmm. and is the reason why she got lost her job. And she's like, thank you so much. Let's be together forever. 
Well, yeah, she, well, she says, I mean, and he even gets her job again. He thinks he's the hero and he even says it in this last scene. He goes, so I guess, you know, I'm here trying to be all heroic, but actually what I'm saying is I need saving. And I did think, are we all right? Just wholesale stealing this from Pretty Woman? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. The knight in shining armor thing. We're just going to take that from the last scene of Pretty Woman and put it back into this. Yeah. Not sure. I think you could have come up with something else because that's the last line of the film is she sort of goes, what kind of knight in shining armor would I be if the man I love needed rescuing and I didn't rescue him? Ugh. And that is pretty much the end of Pretty Woman. Yeah. What happens then? He rescues her. She rescues him right back. You know, that thing. Anyway, that's by the by. She says, you're fired, which is the right response. Mm-hmm. He says, I, I love you. But I did this thing. And she goes, well, I think if that's true, then you're fired. Yeah, but, he, but he's already said, I want to take a leave of absence. So it plays very well into what he what he wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and then he's like, oh, I didn't even think of it from that angle, which is like, wow, that's insane that you didn't think that you might have some accountability. More learning to do. Mm, there is some accountability here. Is there not? No, you don't want to take... Cole. Because he thinks he has fixed. He doesn't have to take the accountability because he went, give her her job back. But I, but I made it better. But I made it better. Get, yeah, it's like, that's not how consequence. it works. Hmm? Exa- exactly, exactly. What is? What is consequence? <laughs> and so he kind of gets all like, oh, oh, I, oh, God, oh, and kind of starts stuttering and gets like a little boy, like, okay, I guess mm. I'll just go. And then she brings him back. And what really pisses me off is that she then says, she says, is that it? And he goes, oh, I don't want it to be it. She said, that was a lot of information. And she then blames herself. She goes, I went with the wrong thing first. I'm sorry. I went with the wrong thing first. Still. You didn't. You can deal with that information however you fucking like, mate. You don't, you have, you don't have a responsibility. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have a responsibility to be, to go, oh, honey bunny, you learn, you can't be a prick and get away with it. Come here to mummy. I'll go make everything better. Uh, oh, by the way, I don't think we should work together anymore because you actually committed. You did a naughty. I really hated the end of the film. I was like, oh, it's not a film where you go, ah, oh, that's the ending. I can imagine a lot of people all over the place have seen that film and have gone, that's the last fucking, that's it. That's he it. He eats her. That, no, he eats her and that's He's it. He's just going to eat her. Fucking... Mad Max shit going on. <laughs> what what happens? What next? What then? What, what happens? consequences? I mean, do you know what? But the sad fact of the, of the matter is, is that in a way, it's incredible that they even made him have that one consequence. He's going to lose his job. Yeah. Because normally with this sort of thing, there is no consequence. Yeah. And they really, but it was a tacked on consequence as well. Such a tacked on consequence. Because one line. He gets what he ultimately wants, which is this woman that he's been lying to and has convinced that he understands and so on because he's read her mind. Have you watched What Men Want? No, I haven't. Neither have I. Yeah. But when's when's What Men Want coming up? Uh, That's what I want to (laughs) know. But I just feel like in the film, what's Mm. the answer? What do women want? And I don't think it's answered because women want very different things because we're not just categorised by our gender. Thank you so much. I mean, that's it. That's exactly it. It's like women want to be fucking listened to. Yeah. And that's actually the tagline on the on the poster, I think. Uh-huh. But don't listen to me and say it was your idea. <laughs> that's gaslighting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it says here, he has the power to hear everything women are thinking. Finally, a man is listening. So that... Oh, finally. 
Well, that, I mean, that's it. It's like, that's what women want for men to be listening. And it's just because men get listened to all the time. Like that's their fucking, that's their birthright. Two decades on, if there are any men wandering, you don't have to read our minds to listen because we do say actual words, which are less vapid than the thoughts we think in this film. (laughs) Yeah. And why wouldn't you... Why wouldn't you be able to somehow consider that a woman might be scared of getting into a relationship, that a woman might feel very threatened in this male-dominated... Like, in the workplace, Mm. there's a bit where Alan, what's his face, you know, the boss, the big boss, Nick steals some of Darcy's feedback, again, completely gaslighting her because he makes her feel like she wasn't able to get any of those thoughts in. And then she tries to give some feedback and he goes, no, no, I like Nick's idea. Why don't you come up later? I've got a fresh box of Cubans. Yes. And she goes, okay. And then he looks at her weirdly and goes, do you smoke cigars? And she's like, "Uh, no, no. She does it really well. And I was like, no, cigars. Yeah, it's a classic male-only space. You're not in the club. Yeah. And, And that's how the echelons of power have have kept their stranglehold in such an easy in such a way for such a long time because Mm. the deals are made on the golf course yeah the men's only fucking space exactly deals are made in the sauna so true in the you know in the men's gym the deals are made on the squash court the deals are made over whiskey And 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 cubans and in smoky bars or in strip joints of course, these are not spaces that women that she would are either explicitly not allowed into or implicitly not allowed into, as well as, you know, whether or not they are, quote unquote, allowed to be in the office. They don't have the full range of access to where the deals are done, to where the deals are done, to where yeah. camaraderie is built, relation, business relationships are built. They don't have it. Because guess what? They have to fucking go home and look after kids. I'm going to ask you the question. Mm. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to ask you the question. What women want? Is it still legit? No, I don't think it is. Whoa, straight in. Bum, 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 bum. It's still interesting. I think it's an interesting film. And towards the end, I thought it was it was tapping into some... Go- I, I, I did really start to enjoy it towards the end. Yeah. I thought it was tapping into a lot of things that do require thought. But it was too Mel Gibson. It was too Nick focused. Yeah. It was what men want, really. Yeah. What men want is to understand women by reading their minds. Yeah, exactly. And so even though I think you can get stuff from it, overall, I mean, that last shot says it all because I'm like, this is not about Helen Hunt getting what she wants. This is about cannibalism. It's about cannibalism. And I just yeah, can't endorse no, right a film then. about cannibalism. Emily, no. what do you think? Is it still legit? I absolutely 100% agree. I enjoyed watching it. I did, you know, it's it's a, still a, quite a fun watch, apart from that yeah. shit montage. It's um, way too long. Yeah, yeah. And the beginning. Yeah, the beginning oh. I was like, I'm going to hate this film through and through. But I, I did warm to it towards the end. And Helen Hunt's yeah, great Yeah, I in didn't it. think I was going to like it at all. I did enjoy watching it. It wasn't arduous to watch, no. but it's not legit. No, because I think what it's saying isn't strong enough. It's not it's executed got moments well of it, enough. And it's so weird for me because the Darcy character belongs in a film where the rest of it is fleshed out more. Yes, yes. It's like they've got a female, it, fe- it felt like it was written by men, but they got a female writer for her. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? 
that's what it felt like. I know that's not exactly the case, but... Um, and we're not... It didn't not feel legit. like we were really acknowledging the paucity of his experience. Like, how all the men... It's a fucking... It's an issue. It's a global issue. It's not a Nick issue because his mum was a, a burlesque dancer. It's... This is what men are not doing. Taking women seriously. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, even... Yeah, that's why I warmed to the film. Where it started, I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, that's not legit. That straight mm. up is not legit. The premise is not legit. Yeah. And yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, because... It's going to have to go in the bin. There are some really nice scenes between the, uh, Nick and Darcy where you're like... Performances are lovely. Yeah, they are. Performances I mean, are lovely. This, I laughed. Uh, I laughed a few bits. But no, overall, I'm still like, you're giving way too much credit to a man yeah. for making some basic changes and whilst having a magical power. And and I don't like the idea that you're kind of going, you don't need a magical power, fuckers. You don't need a magical power. All you have to do is stop being a rapey creep. <laughs> yeah. And just... Listen. Listen, you know. If a woman applies for a job, listen. Yeah. If a woman's your boss listen that's it it's like he's his change into this all-round amazing guy it, it's kind of he changes into the standard what you would expect just as a standard human being just that's a baseline a good guy. yeah not being sexist chauvinist pig is not rewardable a miracle it's, it's your not base miracle. level where you should start that gertrude Fucking wong it. suddenly mani- gertrude, managed yeah. to magic, magically <laughs> make you happen but also i think that's why the sex scene stuck in my head for so long because with Marissa to my because maybe I did think that wow imagine if a guy could read your mind when you're having when you're having sex that would be whoa but actually women do that all the fucking time and there are men there out there doing that you know you're anticipating someone's needs you're reading their reactions you're communicating with them in the moment you're not just taking what you want and imagining, because it's easier, that what you're giving somebody is what they want. Yeah, exactly. You're curious and interested. And that's... The connection shouldn't come from you reading my mind. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to read my mind for us to have a connection. You have to be present with me and who I actually am. And that's, I guess, the whole thing about the film is that men choosing not to see women for multifaceted human being as multifaceted Mm -hmm. human beings Mm -hmm. as they truly are yes yeah that's a very good summation yeah not legit not legit well i'm so happy that we got to do this episode together yeah me too i mean i'm pushing the boyfriend is like she's awake she's asleep she's awake oh my god can i come home (laughs) i just haven't replied no you can't come home finish the podcast she had her shots yesterday and she's got a bit of a fever which means she's sleeping really well (laughs) We took advantage of it. Parenting 101. Cal So much advantage of that. Um, so we should probably let Emily go. And we're going to, you know, these episodes will come as and when. When we can deliver them, we will. Yeah. I'm here. We're, I love we're you. Always, we're always doing our best to do that. Yeah. I know we've a few times been like, oh, we're going to do this. And it's just not been possible. And that's just, it's one of those things. But we still. This is live. Let us know what you thought, guys. You know where to find us. 
Oh my god, that was my stomach. Could you hear it? Oh my god, I heard that. Yeah. Wow. I think that I'm was she hungry. Hungry. Well, well, it is it is lunchtime. So yeah. So yeah, give us a give us a shout. Drop us a line. Send Emily some love, please. Uh, and me, you know, I need love too. Oh, don't worry about her. She's been here the whole time. <laughs> yeah, not getting any love though. Like a queen. <laughs> You can contact us at Still Legit Pod. Yep, that's on Twitter, or you can find us on Instagram for the angry video that I'm going to post uh, <laughs> of it. the end of what women want, which is at Still Legit Podcast. Or email us at is it still legit at gmail.com. And your emails are so welcome and so loved, so thank you. Yeah, true. And we love your suggestions as well, so keep them coming in. I don't think there's anything else to say. There's more to come. I'm not going to trail the next episode because again things are a little bit up in the air with our next guest but don't worry about it we are here we're going to get you through lockdown with some more absolute pithy observations (laughs) yeah with some pithy observations so that's it for today thanks so much for joining us guys thank you everyone and until next time be kind we love you (laughs) bye